0: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Shared Discovery, the show and podcast dedicated to sharing the many exciting, enjoyable aspects of games and gaming. I'm your host, Victor. Today, I have Chandler here with me once again.
1: I'm back. For
0: our Halloween episode.
1: Yay! My favorite time of the year. Is it your favorite time
0: of the year? I love Halloween. It's it's fantastic. By far. I mean, it's I know your family loves to go all out. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And so, you actually brought me a really... I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Okay, that's fine. You brought me a really cool topic pixel horror pixel horror how could we not do this on halloween
1: i know i think it's perfect and i just love that you had me back on the show before we jump into that though
0: yep. tell me what you've been up to lately what games have you been playing
1: games so board games i've been playing mm-hmm. um well Clearly, I kind of touched on this last time, still been very active in my local chess club. Sure. Uh, my power rating has not gone up at all. Um, but no, my uh, wife and I have started to play a little bit more Scape because sure. there's actually going to be a, um, not a re-release, but gonna, there's going to be a continuance of mm-hmm. HeroScape in 2024. So I'm super excited about that. It was a very popular game back in middle school for me, and um, the nostalgia factor is real.
0: And for those that don't know, which is probably many of us, what is Heroscape?
1: Heroscape, man, you could probably help me. I mean, you are definitely more of the board game expert when it comes to terminology, (laughs) but it is a, uh, what's Warhammer considered?
0: That is a tabletop war game.
1: Tabletop war game. Yeah, yes. that, was, that was my only, like, uh, what do they call it in Jeopardy when I asked for your help?
0: I know it's not Jeopardy. Anyway. Oh, oh phone a friend. Phone a friend.
1: Yes. Thank you, friend. You're welcome, friend. Um, anyway, so it's a tabletop, um, like, war battle simulator. But what's really cool and what I think was the biggest draw for me, at least as a kid, is um, it allowed you to get very creative because you could build your own maps. And so um, it... You were able to um, take creatures from different worlds and different historical timelines. Mm. There was a point system, and you just brought them onto the map, and you duped it out. Yeah. It would be revolutionary war fighters against aliens from another world, and it was just a really cool concept.
0: Werewolves and the battle of all time, and archers. It was really cool. Yes, had so. hex- hexagonal tiles. You built your own map.
1: Yep, so. absolutely. That's it.
0: really cool. That's exciting to know that there's more coming back.
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm very excited, excited for, it. for
0: that. Uh, for me, I've been playing D and D. Per usual okay, yep, magic per usual, mm. but Boulder's Gate. We talked about this last time you we were here, yeah, that we did. Boulder's Gate 3. Boulder's Gate 3. Yep,
1: okay, so you're one of the 800,000 players.
0: Well, that's concurrent playing at the same time, right? So that means there are even more people that brought the
1: Wow, I Gate. don't think I caught that then, but yeah. okay, wow, yes,
0: yes, right? So that is like people are sitting down at the same time playing the game. That's a lot, of- that's a lot, of- <laughs> that's a <laughs> right? falling, yep, yep. Uh, so. We're going to bring it back, and I'm glad you've been playing some games with some horror aspects. Yes. Your escape had werewolves and vampires. You got it. But today we're going to talk about, we're going to first give a definition of what horror is, because we can't talk about pixel horror without knowing what horror is. Exactly. We're going to define the criteria that we are going to use. Of course. Give some examples from different media, so movies and 3D games, and then we're going to dive into... How does pixel horror work as a medium? Why do we like it? Yep, 100%. Before we get into that, though, I got to know, as a horror fan, what aspect of it scares you the most?
1: Scares me the most. Well, Mm. I don't scare easily, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. But um, I I really think it's the, well, we're talking about pixel horror, so I don't want to get too into it. Mm -hmm. But it's just the sense of unease. But it's also being able to sit back and really appreciate when something with very limited means, something like a pixel game, mm-hmm. is able to give you that sense of dread. Yeah and just like I don't know what's happening next and I absolutely love that and I again I consider all the board games video games I consider it all art forms mm, and agreed. I just am beyond appreciative of what these creative minds are able to do especially with such limited means
0: absolutely Yep. And for me the I think across movies 3D games pixel games and doing the research for this it was the sound yes it was the sound effects that that's what stuck with me after yep. the game that's when I felt my heart raise yep
1: I think we're going to be talking about
0: that quite a bit. We're going to be talking about that quite a bit. It's important first for us to define horror. Okay, define it. So we have a few definitions because disclaimer, as we always have our disclaimers, there's not going to be one definition that everyone agrees upon. So I wanted to give a few here so you can choose, we can pick and choose what we like here. But very simple dictionary definition off the top, Mm -hmm. an intense feeling of fear, shock, or disgust. And... In that definition, shock was defined and as developers and people in the horror community define the shock as the jump scare.
1: We're not gonna edit any of that in here, are we? No. Please don't. Well, there might be some lingering
0: dread. <laughs> and so fear, I wanted to define fear at least, right? Because that's the intent for all horror. Right. To make you scared. Yep. To cause fear. So it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, and harm. And I think threat is a very important word here. Yeah. Because in a game, you're not actually in harm. Correct. From Man. <laughs> you're not going to get chopped up. You're not going to be caught by zombies. Scissorman. Yep. Right? So it's the threat Correct. there that's scaring you. Yeah. I'd agree. So I wanted to look at what do horror scholars define like the horror movie genre or the horror genre for literature yeah. Yeah, so yeah. here's a, here's a direct quote so horror is a genre of storytelling intended intended to scare shock and thrill its audience love the thrill part Absolutely. We can't forget that. This is for fun. This, this is, is it's entertainment. Very important to remember. The day, yes. right? So horror can be interpreted in many different ways, but there's often a central villain, monster, or threat that is often a reflection of the fears being experienced in the society at the time. And this was interesting because this might not be true for every sure. every horror media, but I, I thought this was interesting as we went through these games I found that to be true for quite a few of these. Right? Okay. Some of the cultural fears that, that we have emerged in some of the games we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of unpack mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And then this person or creature is called the other, a term that refers to someone that is feared because they are different or misunderstood. Okay. This is also why horror genres changed so much over the years. As culture and fears change, so does horror. Yeah i'd agree and we're we're gonna see that too because we're gonna be talking about probably a 30 40 year period worth of games yeah
1: we're definitely uh, going back in the coffers there
0: yep so i want to start out here i found pretty some criteria that i've liked across the research six criteria okay Uh, you know the two episodes we've been on that six keeps appearing sure yes 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 <laughs> it's kind of fitting for a horror episode it is a halloween episode. Yeah, i know look at that <laughs> so why don't you kick us off here okay
1: here. first. Question. so yeah we got our six elements and actually elements. this first one mm-hmm. that we're kind of kicking off with is disempowerment mm. and Um, one thing that I really like to kind of keep in mind is that horror, like you said, comes in tons of different forms Mm -hmm. of media, right? You got your literature, you've got like your comic books, right? So like graphic stuff, you've got your cinema, Mm -hmm. and we're talking about video games here today. But when it comes to disempowerment, that's taking away a player's power in the face of danger, right? That threat. Mm -hmm. And removing combat altogether, or leaving them vulnerable in combat with limited tools and no help, which I would kind of argue is... A very unique thing when it comes to just the video game horror um, like subgenre, right? Because yes. in cinema, I would say like you can still have a sense of disempowerment, mm-hmm. but in a video game, as we all know, we are the character. Yeah, and you know when we—I uh, I know you have some things to say on this. and kind of touch <laughs> on it, at least in the cinematic yeah. sense, but I, I think that this is one of the things that gives the horror genre such a good vibe in the mm-hmm. video game community.
0: And I really, I think going into this. I'm not a big horror guy. I've experienced it over the years, sure. but I really am getting a new appreciation for the robustness of the depth of this. Yeah, right? Cuz even in this first point, right? <laughs> there's there's depth to be yeah. had here. And from a video game perspective, this is the one form of horror media where you are inserted into and you have control. Yep. So the game has to limit that control. Correct. You have to hide. You can't interact with the monsters. Your yep. weapons suck. There's yep. limited ammo. Yep. These kinds of things. Or even in a game we were talking about Castlevania. Yeah. Like, is that a horror game? Right. He's pretty powerful. Yes. He is. he is pretty powerful, but the game's really hard. It is. You're just a guy. Yep. In a castle. You're yep. you're de- you're a fighter. right? Yeah. Like you're a demon slayer, vampire. You see the pixel kills, muscles. Yeah. But. It's hard. It's it a challenging game. Very limited yes. resource. 100%. Mm-hmm. So when I think of that, the disempowerment's going to look different from someone going to a movie. Correct. Because you have no control of what those characters do in it. Correct. They're disempowered in the movie in yep. some way. Yes. And you have no way to interact with them. So that's Correct. what makes horror so unique. Yes. And I think the word that comes up for this to me is immersion. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. word to
1: use. Yeah. No, I... Couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I just love that sense of immersion, at least when you're in control. Yes. Yes. Or
0: in control. In control. Yes. As much as the game lets you. Yep. 100%. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But then I think this transitions really nicely into the next uh, key element, which is isolation. Yes. Right. And so this is putting a player in situations where they're alone.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Well, they might not be alone. Yes. Yeah. But yes. Um,
0: You need to feel like you aren't getting help correct in some way even if that's another character yep sometimes games make the mistake of making uh, giving you an ally which brings your disempower disempower which removes the disempower so if you're going to have another character they both need to be weak they both need to be trapped in this situation yep they both not need to have limited resources
1: yeah 100 Mm percent. and um i mean kind of like uh, Resident Evil, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're usually able to pair up with other individuals, Mm -hmm. sense of isolation. Like this thing's going on in the entire city. Yeah. Like, you know, like there is no escape Mm -hmm. or the entire point of it is to get out, right? And like you are isolated, like you are where you are with Mm -hmm. this small team and you usually come to find out that uh, it's usually not enough.
0: And there's, the the, Resident Evil's a very good example for this, as we'll see throughout the episode, Mm -hmm. because I think it's five or six, maybe both of them, where you get an ally And the game ends up feeling just like an action shooter. Oh, sure. Like they remove that disempowerment altogether and you're just mowing down zombies in the game. Right. Right. So if you're going to get someone else, you both need to feel weak together. Correct. And that makes me think of something like there's the um, Walking Dead Telltale Telltale series. Okay. Where you have a group. The Telltale series is you are like decision-based story games. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's a few of you, but you're all weak. You're all trapped. The humans are coming. The zombies are coming. So even though you're in a group, you feel pretty powerless. Sure.
1: Mm -hmm. And another thing, I mean, just to kind of transition mm -hmm. a little bit is sometimes those other members of your group
0: can slow you down. Absolutely. That's a perfect way to disempower you. Yep. And again, if you're going to be isolated, you're going to be trapped on in a mansion by yourself you're gonna be trapped around by yourself you're gonna be in the middle of the ocean isolated somehow Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and that leads us to tension Mm -hmm. right and so this is like the physical thing kind of well i mean there's the tension of the story but also just the physical feeling of tension but the consistent mental and emotional strain players can't be comfortable or confident as they play throughout the game Mm. And uh, that there's limited resources, resource management, lighting, sound, uh, unrelatable narrators, all sorts of fun stuff yes. that just can build that tension, build upon the story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, I love tension.
0: Yeah. And we'll see this in the examples that we get into, but there's th- these limitations make you feel on yep. edge throughout. Yep. Right. I could walk around this corner die at any moment. Correct. I only have how much ammo? Right, yeah. Oh, the, I can
1: pick up another bullet or I can get the medical pack.
0: Which one which am I going to I only have I one spot. Dark souls. Yeah. Right. Dark souls, you have how many healing flasks? Yep. And if you die, you lose how many souls, which is how you level up. So there's sure. always this tension of like, I don't want to die. Right. I have limited ways to heal. And if I die, I lose a lot of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Which th- that... Off of tension, we move into this idea of uncertainty or incomplete information. Yes. So throughout the game, you shouldn't know everything. The player shouldn't know it. You should lock... Because think of it this way. The lack of knowledge is weakness. Correct. Your character, you want to be weak so you can overcome this game. So mm-hmm. you want to keep players in the dark, I liked this quote, it's like literally keep them in the dark yep. <laughs> by forcing them to imagine what the horror is. Yes. Because our imaginations are often, always yes.
1: scarier. Filling in the blanks mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. bumps in the night, things so of that throughout nature.
0: Throughout the game, the story should be revealed to you. You should get like notes throughout the game yep. and recordings and it should be given to you in little little bits bits. and Mm -hmm. that also
1: i mean i love how all these things are so interrelated like that also feeds into tension Mm. right like that little note yeah like i pick up and there's this guy that's been on my team this entire time like but this note says they're not Mm. or you know Mm -hmm. just like that kind of stuff and you just lose the trust and it's just i love it i just love how they build
0: yeah And, and thinking back to like the horror monsters a lot of us aren't scared of zombies anymore a lot of us aren't scared of vampires or werewolves but a way to make you're scared of those things is to not just give you the complete way to stop them right right i think about i played the quarry recently which is another story-based game where you teenagers and creatures are attacking spoilers oh yeah spoiler warning (laughs) it's werewolves (laughs) (laughs) but you don't know how to stop the werewolves sure and you're weak you're teenagers so you're trying to figure out where How do we stop the werewolves? Where are they coming from?
1: Where do we find the silver? Is it
0: silver in this one? Sure, right. Right? Yeah. Are they stop? Are they able to be stopped? Sure. That's that's a source of tension, even for these classic horror monsters that a lot of us are afraid of. Limit that information. Yep. Fear. We talked about fear in our horror definitions. Yes. You should have this sense of lingering fear. It's called right. Great horror games don't stop scaring you after you're done playing. Correct right the, the fear lingers until you can finally purge it yeah right phobias your heart rate like i was yeah. i was talking to you about this during the research right i was like oh, i wasn't scared of that but like 10 15 minutes later my heart rate's still gone yep. after yep. watching one of these gameplays. i'm like oh it did get me it did get me and yep. there are a lot of people that have phobias 100 percent from things From horror's media, right? And that's that lingering fear. Yep. Mm
1: -hmm. And I mean, just because, you know, we kind of hit this with disempowerment a little bit, but you can look at horror through some different lenses of media. Mm -hmm. And I think cinema does a very good job of lingering fear. Yes. Right? Because there's usually a lot of very real life situations of Mm. somebody's in my basement. Oh yeah. You now something's in the closet, mm-hmm. and it's something that we deal with on a regular basis. And still to this day, sometimes I always look down the basement. One last know. time before I, I shut off the light, and I run up the <laughs> stairs, and shut the door. It's like it's, it's powerful.
0: Sometimes you're still checking if the door is locked. Yes. Sometimes I check it three times, and I know I locked. Yep. <laughs> right? Because just in case. That lingering fear that yep. comes from horror movies. Yep. And the last criteria we have here, number six, is an unbalanced, imperfect, relatable protagonist a lot of words there vic a lot of words but Some your packet. your protagonist shouldn't be overpowered they should struggle and you should be rooting for them yeah right one that is weak and fragile in the game environment they're ill-equipped without having the fighting experience to fight them correct uh, or the knowledge to handle the situation mm-hmm. right so in the castlevania games yeah. trevor simon. oh trevor. trevor okay or simon or alcard they know how to handle a vampire yes but what if i what if i drop you in that game He couldn't handle me (laughs) he couldn't handle yeah he's now yeah he's
1: now in the horror game yeah you
0: don't know you don't know how to handle (laughs) vampires i don't know how to handle vampires medusa heads you want to create characters that are ill-equipped to the situation you want to root for them you want them to overcome the situation i
1: love it so yeah so just real quick right disempowerment isolation tension uncertainty lingering fear Mm -hmm. right when you put that controller down
0: you Your know, heart rate's still going. Still you're going. Scared. You got phobias.
1: Yep. And then that unbalanced, imperfect, relatable protagonist. Absolutely. Six key elements.
0: So we have. A, I had this question for myself, and I've been talking to this with my significant others. Like, why even like horror? Sure. Why do you want to be scared? And it didn't click until I had this analogy when I was eating a pepper. And I'm like just casually I was eating a pepper. a pepper, right? I was eating that with my <laughs> nachos or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? Horror is kind of like spicy food. Okay. Yeah, I'll right. take it. Spice is pain, right? That's pain yes. to our t- taste buds. Yeah, and we're choosing to cause ourselves pain, mm-hmm. but in a safe, controlled way. Correct. You can think of horror like that as well, where fear, yep. and terror and dread is not a feel, not a good feel. It's an evolutionary <laughs> yeah. warning, right? Right. But we're choosing to get that in a safe way because we're not again the threat. Of danger, sure. we're choosing to seek out that fear, seek out that sense of danger in a safe way to enhance our ex- an experience.
1: Sure. So then, um, if we're talking, you know, Scoville, you know, scale, right? Your green peppers, jalapenos, mm-hmm. serranos, all that kind of fun stuff. Where do you think like Castlevania would land on the spiciness scale?
0: I think Castlevania is going to land lower on that scale just sure. because it's lower on the disempowerment.
1: Gotcha. So we're talking green pepper. <laughs> Maybe black pepper black pepper cracked black pepper <laughs> and then you know your resident evil because we kind of alluded that mm-hmm. to a little bit so are we entering like the jalapeno zone a little bit well, we're getting
0: up there yeah we're getting up there okay. and some of these games are going to be really high sure or, yes they that are we talk about are going to be on yep the the ghost pepper
1: level the ghost pepper i've cool. never never delved but never- can't wait to <laughs> delve today okay
0: <laughs> and again some people i do like this scale right what you're talking yeah. about the spiciness scale because Certain horror is going to scare certain people directly or it's not going to scare you at all. Yep. So... We want to move through some examples here, and we're going to start sure. with cinema. Cinema. Okay, so take this right. away. Buckle classic. up, ladies and gentlemen. we got
1: a classic. Classic. Form. Jaws. I don't think we, I think the movie music might be copyrighted, so you probably won't be hearing dun, that dun, right now. Dun, dun. <laughs> 1975, Jaws. Yeah. Absolute classic. Um, you know, there's a giraffe in the water, shark in the water. Shark I was just realized. trying to get a rise out, out of you.
0: Try yet. not to spoil yeah. it too but, early. So disempowerment, right? Yeah.
1: So, oh yeah, spoiler alerts, if you haven't watched Jaws. <laughs> you know, you've had a couple of years. We're
0: going to have a lot of spoilers
1: this episode. So, you know, they're fighting a shark that's bigger than ever seen before Mm -hmm. right so you know people have encountered sharks many times but Mm -hmm. like jaws is it it's kind of like just otherworldly a little bit right and so um and even takes down boats uh, it's yes it's a monster clearly it's a monster. it's another it's another another. Uh, isolation right this takes place on
0: oh disempowerment and yeah disempowerment i I think it's like the character, there's literally, in the movie, there's only a single character that knows how to deal with sharks. Right. Right? Yes. There's the one captain. So, two. There's the captain and then the doctor. But yep. everyone else on the island is just like, I don't know. Shark. <laughs> Shark. oh yep. So. One
1: of no, the no, no. hundred percent. <laughs> um, and so, isolation, right? This thing takes place on an island and on a boat. Yep. So, what's more isolated than a boat and an island?
0: Being surrounded by water and... Yeah. Uh, On land and on a tiny piece of floating metal. Floating metal. metal. I I mean,
1: I bet you if you looked up isolation in like a dictionary, a picture of an island would
0: probably probably, show. Or a guy on a boat, right? Yep. Picture of Jaws. There you
1: go. (laughs) Um, Tension, right? Never had sharks attacked like this before. Mm -hmm. It's definitely unnatural, right? Something you'd never expect, right? Just on your casual trip in the middle of the ocean. That was a big plot point. They
0: never had this on their island before.
1: Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, island depends on, right, their beach tourists, their mayor who won't even come close to the beach,
0: right? He, that it's actually the opposite. He wants people to go to the beach because he, he wants, wants the to tourism. Go. So the main character is trying to close the beach and protect people. Right. But yes. the mayor is like, you can't do that. We need money. So you're so done. So you're like, just let him close the beach. Please, right? Please. This is the problem. This is the problem.
1: Yep. A hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, uncertainty, incomplete information, right? They never know where that shark will attack unless they were listening to the movie score and then they might have a really <laughs> I don't know. good idea. I know.
0: Why don't they just watch the movie? <laughs> yeah,
1: if they just watched the movie, everything would have been answered. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, and they don't know why it's attacking throughout the, mm-hmm. right? Like what is causing this thing to do this damage? Right,
0: What. what... Has Understood. changed yep. that we've never had shark attacks in the past, but now we do. Right, okay. completely misunderstood, mm-hmm. incomplete information. Yep. Uh,
1: lingering fear. Many people are still scared of sharks after the movie. I, well, personally, my favorite animal is the hammerhead shark. Really? Yes, it is. That's fantastic. But um, I definitely am not a ocean dweller at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, and it makes me uncomfortable. There's
0: a lot of people still scared of sharks. Yep. Still scared of the ocean. Correct. Two big, huge big fears. Yep. One, I think you should be more scared of. The, shir- the ocean so yes thank not you the shir- I'm <laughs> yeah, not the shark not the you should respect the ocean <laughs> yeah 100% uh, but yeah sharks kill like hardly anyone each right, year correct. right but it's because of the cultural impact of this this fear lingers within our society yep 100% mm-hmm. couldn't
1: agree more then lastly that unbalanced imperfect relatable protagonist which was uh chief brody mm-hmm. and he's scared of the water right he's
0: scared of the water scared of the water he's got this family he wants to do everything he can. And there's a big plot point, And he's like, Fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and gets on the boat. <laughs> and it's really such a cathartic end when you see him just like going down with the boat, mm-hmm. shooting the shark. And he's like, I got this. And I got he, this. And he can paddle back to shore. Like, yep. it, 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 they made him relatable, they made him unprepared for the situation. Correct. So you're rooting for him yep. throughout. 100%. Okay. That's Jaws? That's Jaws.
1: Oh, I love this part.
0: Send it. Okay. I wanted to talk about a 3D example before we move into pixel horror. Of course. We won't linger here too long, because we've got to get to that pixel horror, but Bioshock. This is a game I've been playing recently. It's a classic. It's Mm -hmm. from 2007, and I was actually listening to a a podcast Mm -hmm. from Paul Helquist, who is the lead designer on the game. Oh, that's awesome. And what he said is he went to a... Game convention, and they said when you make a game or when you make anything creative, you should come up with criteria, and anything you put into the game should meet your defined criteria. Okay. So he did that, and he came up with an acronym called IC Ham. So everything that he did, everything he wrote, every mechanic he put in the game was trying to make players feel immersed, curious, hungry, afraid, and have meaningful choices. Okay so I like it already I thought that was really fascinating once we put it into the six criteria sure you can see that he really nailed that right disempowered the main character's plane for spoilers here we go the plane crashes right at the beginning he's immediately dragged into this dangerous world under the ocean he crashes there's a lighthouse nearby and someone on the intercom comes is like I heard your plane crash come down here you'll be safe so he gets taken down to this underground underwater city and there's just threats everywhere you're like this poor man, right? Yeah. Oh no! He didn't want any of this. Which leads to isolation. He's trapped in this falling apart water, underwater city under the ocean. Right. You're trapped. No escape. Under the ocean, one crack, you're dead. Yep. One crack in the glass, you're dead. Right. Which leads to tension. You're scared of the ocean. <laughs> That's the lingering fear. Yep. I'm skipping ahead, but you're you're scared at all times. You're scared that the walls are going to crack right. on the you. The environment itself. The environment itself, yep. because every enemy is just like so much stronger than you. You yep. have to be creative. Sure. Right. There's the iconic enemies. Um, what are they? The big brother. Yep. The big daddy yep. and the little girl. Yep. And those things, if they touch you, you explode. Like, you're just a guy. Boom. So you have to be really creative about that. So you're tense. You literally, you never know. (laughs) If you walk around a corner, you're going to die.
1: So, like, just so I can I've never played the game Mm -hmm. before. So then, like, when, as a player, how many minutes into this game do you realize that you are literally powerless?
0: I'd say when the plane crashes.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's, like, when you know, like, okay, this is on.
0: You know, you're like, okay everyone on my plane just died i'm sucked under the water and then i think there's a moment right at the beginning where you see the people under uh in the city have gone crazy sure for a reason you'll find out in the story right but you see one of them just like cradling a dead baby i'm just going crazy and you're and like going, trouble, and you're like, okay, that's yeah. how this game's gonna be. Oh no! Buckle up. <laughs> and then there's these lingering fears. Yep. I skipped ahead, so we're back up. So the incomplete information, the story is very slowly revealed to you through these notes. Mm-hmm. These notes and in, in um what is it unsequential order like just random and jumbled randomly jumbled you can then there's oh sorry there's go ahead
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean but you can but like when you look at these little individual notes you get that sense of fear and Mm. you're trying you maybe build some untrust and just
0: but you can start to gain a sense of the story and what's going on you do and that's really perfect description for this game because some of these notes talk about a couple of characters that are in your headpiece throughout the game sending you messages okay you're like do i trust them this note said maybe i shouldn't but this note said maybe i should sure and then you'll hear these recordings of like this character is crazy and then you'll you'll meet them and you're like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know the story and it's slowly unfolding sure and then you have this lingering fear of being in the ocean being trapped claustrophobia there's a very real um critique of capitalism in, this, oh, okay, in gotcha. this game and then you just have this unbalanced imperfect relatable protagonist he's just a guy
1: in a plane crash or is he That's i part he of survived the, story. the plane
0: crash part of the story that unfolds yeah. right yeah. he survived the plane crash yep and so back to that um acronym all of that feeds right into this right you feel immersed you feel isolated yep. you're afraid you feel disempowered you're I also skipped over meaningful choices, but oh, sure. constantly you have to say, "Do I save this person? Do I not save this person?" Oh,
1: really? That, that's right? that's a lot you, of. That's a lot of. Yo, that man. that builds tension. Leads to
0: the tension, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> right? People's lives in your hands, yeah. Because mm-hmm. usually so, you think that you know that other creature is the yes. thing taking it but you also can be doing that and making those choices as, well. are you the monster?
0: Am I the monster? Who am I, right? Yep. And that's one of the things that gets revealed. And there's a really iconic scene that I'll show you that just was absolutely terrifying. Okay. In the game, this room, there's a single light that's flickering and it's full of water. Okay. And you hear, hear a voice. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm not going in there, but there might be Lou. <laughs> okay, I'm going in there. Let's send it, let's go. And you see a shadow as you approach and then you go over there and she's gone and you're like oh god where is she she's oh, still sure. in this room right, right. where is she mm-hmm. so i want i'll show you that okay side. no i love that. That's really really well done give me so chills man. before i move on i think the immersion is really what sells it here yeah. like that ties right into that lingering fear of being trapped in the ocean being secluded yeah. being isolated so let's jump into the pixel games take pixel us games. away all
1: Get right yeah classic one. so you know i want to start with what is Probably considered one of the um oh, we already said our disclaimer right yeah so someone's gonna in the comments section is gonna mention oh something came out beforehand but um Sweet Home it's a pioneer we'll say that pioneer for the survival horror genre yes. right and but like hey we're talking about pixel horror this might seem like a very new thing to a lot of people mm-hmm. um you know in just kind of the computer realm but mm-hmm. like back in the original nintendo all you had was pixels to work mm-hmm. with right 8-bit that's all you had
0: we actually do have it you brought a copy we do, yes on the studio yes so here.
1: this is a uh, a reproduction cartridge okay um and uh it was originally only released in japan okay right on the original nintendo sure. here but uh, what's also kind of fun and mm-hmm. we've already talked about a lot of cinematic ties yep. here The movie Sweet Home was also released the same day. Same day. Same story, same everything.
0: That's fascinating. You can enjoy the movie, and I want to play through it. Correct. 100%.
1: 100%. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, so pretty much it's just based on this Japanese horror film, um, and it just tells the story of these five filmmakers that enter into a mansion Mm -hmm. because the previous owner died and yeah. they have to take some pictures of some of the valuable collectibles within the home okay and just as you continue to progress throughout the uh the game there you get to learn more of the story mm. you know feel that sense of isolation yeah. i can't get out i have a very limited team yeah. um and it's just it's a very interesting groundbreaking game for the time but um just to tie back again one last time is that this was inspired so much by cinema and i don't think you know, without this kind of game being as groundbreaking as it was, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the horror we have today. Really? Yes. And I think
0: cinema played wow. at least into the very
1: first couple sets of games here that then just inspired I think generations so, to come.
0: Because, I mean, what do you think of it this way? Cinema came before any video game. Correct. Right? And so once video games take off, let's try to build that experience. And they experimented with it. And this was like one of those groundbreaking ones that said, the horror mm-hmm. genre works. Yes. And it's, it's here to stay in 100%. video games. Yep. And what I think's really fascinating about this is this is actually and correct me if i'm wrong i think this is the inspiration for resident evil it is
1: mm-hmm. um and actually resident evil was going to be a remake but i believe they didn't have the movie rights oh okay and so they just was completely inspired by this and they created resident evil okay. so if you have resident evil fans mm-hmm. out there sweet home pick it up pioneer right pioneer.
0: resident Evil's <laughs> the biggest horror yes. franchise ever 100 percent
1: um, so let's go down to those elements. Yeah, let's do right? It. Talk a little bit about the game. Take so it away. Um, disempowerment. We we mentioned in the very beginning. You are facing a not from this world being, mm-hmm. right? Who is like kind of the old owner of the home, and uh, that happens within the first minutes of the game. Yeah. So you're just thrown into this house. You get a little bit of backstory, and you're like, hey, here's these five people, and there's ghosts.
0: And right? You're just for photographers. You're just not. Yes, it's not like, like a film crew. A, you're yep. just a film crew. You're not ghosts. No, you weren't asking for this in any you way, shape, or form, young.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh you're also made <laughs> it was it's made aware very quickly that you are mortal um yes. this is one of probably the first games that had um permanent death permanent death yep.
0: beyond roguelikes right because rogue i think roguelikes existed before that gotcha but roguelikes were different where you played one character you die you start the game oh sure sure mm-hmm. yep, but no this I, was like one of like correct. squads squad correct. games that have permanent death yep 100 mm-hmm. and um but
1: a really cool part about this game though that uh just because a character dies doesn't mean you can't beat the game there's Mm. uh, items hidden throughout Mm -hmm. um and i'm probably going to go out of order here with the elements here but that leads me to um the uncertainty and the incomplete information yeah because uh, i mentioned items right so one of my characters dies and one of the key ones is a camera right because they're in there to document these um different forms of art and stuff like that you only have two slots to hold items yeah and so wow. uh, we, we mentioned. That's like, it, It's very limiting. Mm-hmm. And so um, they also have a set amount of ways to heal within the game. Yeah. Right? There's no person you can go to in a shop that's going to sell you a potion. You can't go
0: to the Pokemon Center. Yep. There's no Pokemon <laughs> Center. Hey, there's
1: the Pokemon Tie. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it just creates this uncertainty of like, do I need to hold on to this? Yeah. You know, what does this do? What does that do? And yeah. you, it, well, look at that. Builds tension.
0: And that actually, yep. uh, to tie it back to Bioshock, they actually sure. have a power up system where there's probably over a dozen of these power-ups, right? Sure. But you can only have two at a time. Gotcha. Meaningful choices, hard choices, just like you're saying here. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's game altering. Yeah. Right? Um, so uh, yeah, let's move into tension there. So each member has unique ability, right? And in most situations, you'll need a group member probably within every 10 minutes of playing the game okay. if you're pretty fluent with it and the mechanics and how the menu works. Yeah. And so um, the teams can move in pods of three or two yeah. or by themselves right and so
0: that sounds like a good yes. nightmare
1: right and so um there's this the, the people management mm-hmm. right um if i'm off in this room what's happening in the other room yeah. um sometimes your players get swift away and they get into other uh, rooms that you haven't even discovered yet yeah. you just can't have them escape because you haven't found the items to I remove see. them um and then on top of all this you have random encounters much like your pokemon game yep. right you're walking through the the grass and something mm-hmm. pops up one thing that I would recommend anybody listening to the podcast today um, or the video is look up some of the pixel art on this thing. It's fantastic. They did a tremendous so job. Good. Yes. yes, I mean, and they just took the NES and they mm-hmm. just brought it to the limits, and I think that's why it holds up still so good today. Absolutely. And so these things will just pop up. You have a random encounter. If you're in a pot of three, it's really easy to kind of take on some of these challenges. Mm. But if you're in that one part of the game where I have to do this by myself and I have to leave my team behind...
0: Talk about tension. Correct. Oh, man. You
1: got it. (laughs) And this is all back, you know, in the 1980s. Uh, Mm. They did a wonderful Mm job. Um, Isolation. You know, we already kind of mentioned that this is located in a mansion.
0: And I think it's... it's, The setting is isolated, but also isolation in the part uh, of... Sometimes you have to do it with a character by itself. Sometimes you have to split the group and do Correct. it so you get isolated from each other yep. <laughs> within this trapped.
1: Yeah, when you're so used mansion. to just being in a pot of three and yeah. being able to take on the challenges throughout the house, and then you're like, nope, can't nope. do that anymore. Can't do that. Yep. <clears throat> oh yeah, it, they, they did just a beautiful job on this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, Oh, one of the really cool things about this game, cause you know, mm-hmm. I, I also want the people out there to go and play it, I don't wanna yeah. talk about it too much. Um, the game has a really cool mechanic that people probably know now as a cliche but um candles because at the very beginning of the game the power's out and the generator's not on yeah and so you have to find matches and you have to light candles but the game would only light up a certain radius Uh, right and so you'd go throughout the entire map and all that kind of fun stuff Mm -hmm. and you just you only be able to see so much and there's also quick
0: time events again keeping your players in the dark.
1: Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so with the quick time events, no, maybe there's some items falling. Yes. Yeah, you know, wow. and the, the game is very forgiving where, you know, it doesn't just upright, you know, kill a character, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, oh, like things are happening here. That's not just an RPG. Yeah. Right. Like there's more elements oh, to I this see. game.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. I didn't know about the quick time events. Yep. That's got to be one of like the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just wow. it's,
1: again, very groundbreaking for mm-hmm. the time. Um, but, but uncertainty
0: and complete information. Circling
1: back to this one because you mentioned Bioshock a little bit. Yeah. So um, in some of the research I did, uh, you know, kind of a little bit on Bioshock, but Sweet Home is cited as one of the games that inspired Bioshock's um, notes system and how it's scattered because it appears in this game.
0: That's so fascinating because yep. we came up with these separately. Correct. These. Examples separately. yeah um,
1: and so yeah, so it whether it inspired uh, Resident Evil, it, you know, maybe it didn't truly inspire um, Bioshock, but clearly there's elements there sure. that made its way through different forms of games, horror, whatever. That
0: back to it being such a foundational game, correct? Right, like that inspiration to yes. Resident Evil led to you know, yep. Bioshock, yep. and it's it blows me. away. It bl- it's fantastic, yep. and I think about this lingering fear, right, of We think about, we're scared of mansions in our culture now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I I go up, it's like, oh, that's a spooky
1: mansion. I'm not going there. Have you ever been in a large building by yourself? It's 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 unsettling.
0: It's unsettling. It's that isolated feeling. So So it's got a little
1: bit of that going on. And then, uh, write your unbalanced, imperfect, relatable protagonists. Five of them. Yeah. Right, And they all have a unique part of the game. You can't finish the game... Well, you can finish the game through finding other items, but mm-hmm. clearly each and every one of them has their task and their job. And mm-hmm. if you leave some of them behind, there's a chance that they have to navigate to you by themselves or go around the back way wow. or it's a prime example of and just... And it really
0: makes you value each character,
1: Every character so highly. And they're just people, mm-hmm. right? There's no superpowers here. Nope. Uh, it's a guy with a vacuum. <laughs> yes, there is a guy with a vacuum in this That's game. That's fantastic. Um, no, it, it, I can't say enough about this. Um, absolutely love the game. And they were able to um, just take the limited 8-bit technology and create something groundbreaking, and it's just a pioneer
0: absolutely. for the, for the genre. Absolutely, push it to the limit, right? Yep. Like Mario did back... 1985 for yep. the platforming genre. People are still referencing that. People are still growing on that. They're still doing this for Sweet Home. 100% fantastic. So, I th- now that we have an example of a 3D game, a movie, and a pixel game, let's talk about what's some of the pros of the pixel horror are, what sets this apart from other forms of horror. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, starting us off here, the choice what I found in the research and why people like this is this choice at this point it's a choice right Mm -hmm. it wasn't a choice back then but using the low poly pixel style can cause players imagination to fill in the blanks that the graphics leave out which in a horror game can build this sense of dread because we talked about this we talked about how our brains players imaginations can be scarier than anything correct yeah you see the candles in sweet home right Exactly. What's outside of that, that radius. And something I saw too was like, someone described the two types of jump scare, the one that you don't expect, and the one that you do expect the anticipated one, and they argued that the unexpected one is actually less scary. And that's because, boom, it happens, your heart rate goes up, you move on. But the anticipated one, you go down a hallway, Oh, I've seen this before. (laughs) Okay. Your brain goes in all these directions again. Creativity, our imagination. Okay, are they going to come from there? Are they going to come from there? Th- think about right. my hallway example. That, yeah, that that floor tile looks loose. Yep. Think about the hallway example yep. the, in Bioshock, where I saw their shadow, they were gone. Yep. It stuck out to me. There were plenty of jump stairs in that, but that one stuck out to me, and I remembered it because I anticipated it. Sure. And there was a good three minutes where I'm like. Where are they? <laughs> yeah, right. And <laughs> my, like, oh man, my brain was going, okay, are they there? Are they underwater? Did <laughs> they go in their vents? Right, like, and while you're looking over here, could they be back over there? there? I knew yeah. it was coming, yep. but I couldn't anticipate it. Yep. And so that is like, that, anticipate from where? So this, that's the anticipated one. That's our imagination f- filling in the blanks there, yeah. right? Yeah. And I really, I liked this quote here from, there's a Unity forum on the benefits of pixel art. Okay. Right? And it's from Richard Kane in 2012. You nailed it, guy. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to read it and we'll talk about it. it. The visual atmosphere is a tool for promoting horror, but only a tool. Pixel graphics and low poly work can be used effectively to create and heighten tension just as easy as normal mapped assets. The most effective horror experiences aren't about what you see, but about what you don't see. Yep people will always scare themselves more than anything you can put on the screen using that hinting at what could be lurking in the dark is more effective than showing the player what is in the dark
1: I absolutely love it
0: I couldn't say anything but I couldn't yeah. say anything I'm trying like to think that. of an I couldn't example say anything better right yeah. and uh, the example that comes to mind which we'll get to later mm-hmm. um, is I'm scared all caps yep right at, there's a point at the end where the lights turn on and I'm like Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not scared anymore. This right. is great. No, yep. oh.
1: <laughs> but we actually had a, a we'll little have, different we'll have, of an experience. We'll have with a that. discussion. Yes, with we will. Later. We will. But, but no. for
0: me, it was like, oh, okay. Lights are on. Moving on. It's it's uh, done. What am yeah. I scared of? Yep. But because throughout that game, it plays with the light. Yep, 100. It's constantly. It's it's a <laughs> flashing. The lights on and off. You grab a key. The lights turn off. A creature spawn. So yep. it's like once all the lights are on. For me, I was like, okay. Sure whatever but just to kind of
1: just jump off that right Mm because you know you're mentioning the lights turning on and off i think one of the most the the pro for me Mm -hmm. when it comes to pixel horror is their ability to use sound yes and you know um oh what's the word i'm looking for here right the um the word choice right like when i'm reading that note all those words were chosen for a reason Mm. right and it's like i just love how when you take away some of those elements, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't look like real life, right? Yeah. It's all pixelated, right? What, yeah. What's over there? What's over there? But the the sound oh, is yeah. so clear, and it, it just kind of clashes, right? Mm-hmm. Like what I'm what I'm seeing doesn't sound as good as what I'm hearing. Yeah, right. like I can actually hear me climbing up a ladder, mm-hmm. but I just see pixels, and it looks like a ladder,
0: That's right?
1: Right, and um, there's there's a specific room, and I'm scared.
0: Yeah, there's this room where you're playing through the game the lights are on and then you open the door and it's just covered in this low res blood yep and you go through and you hear the blood your feet sloshing 100% but do you I'm think like, oh gosh this is terrifying yeah but like would that you sound.
1: have that same experience if like you just walked into kind of a reddish room mm-hmm. but you didn't hear that sound
0: absolutely not it's right like, okay, it just this feeds is, the imagination it's freaky yep but the sound like oh my heart rate went up with 100% that. just hearing my feet sloshing through blood
1: yep so i mean yeah. again using that i'm scared example i think mm-hmm. just the music the sounds yes it i i think there's nothing that can match it
0: and i guess we're just done i am scared right now What's yep. something that what's really interesting to me about that is they would write signs yep but they would purposely write it like they were using a mouse writing and writing in paint mm-hmm. so that you had to look closely and when you looked closely you were I got tense because I'm like, all right, what's going to come at me yep. as I'm reading? Yes, right. So their choice to limit your the quality there was a game element right. to enhance tension. Yep, everything so I, was there for yeah. everything was there for a reason. Yep. Fascinating games. Um, and you said this quote, so I wanted you to touch on this before we get into some of the cons. Yep. Go ahead, tell them. Okay. <laughs>
1: sweet home example Mm -hmm. what was once seen as a limitation Mm -hmm. is now seen as an extremely great asset Mm. right so these pixel horror creators of the modern day are saying well i don't want to have all these graphic capabilities yeah and they're able to make one hell of a game absolutely
0: yep they've seen the benefits and they said i want to do that yep with maybe new techniques but i want to do that to tell the story i want to tell yep
1: and it's a beautiful thing it, it, to see.
0: It, ha- it is a beautiful thing to see. Yep. And the last point I have here, I just we gotta say this for these vintage episodes, but nostalgia is a powerful drug. This is Vic. <laughs> <laughs> so, people that grew up on these kinds of games, people like us who like these style and played many pixel games, yep. it's easy for us to get immersed in those. 100. percent I can get immersed really easy. Like I grew up with that, so I'm scared has kind of like a flash game. Yes, I would say so. So it was really easy for me to just sit there and watch an hour video about it and just dive into it because that's nostalgic to me. 100%. -hmm. All right. But we got to talk about some cons. Got to be fair and balanced.
1: Right. All right. I'll kick it off here. So some people just don't like the art style. Right? That's just what it is. Like there's a lot of people out there that won't plug in one of these cartridges anymore because there's something much better out there graphically. mm -hmm. Right? And I think they kind of fall into the same pot.
0: Right? And that's totally fine. That's like people not liking spicy food.
1: Yeah, (laughs) look at that coming back again. Yeah, 100%. And then lastly, um, oh, yeah, sometimes those, um, like, you know, with such a low resolution, sometimes people have difficulty getting immersed. Right. Right, because, like, what is that?
0: Maybe they don't have that nostalgic. Sure. Sure high or maybe they're more visual people it's if you're more visual and like we're we're audio it sounds like you and I like the audio aspects of the game really enhance the experience but the more visual people might have more difficulty getting immersed in that experience correct
1: Mm -hmm. and then uh, I think the last one we kind of wrote down there is you just might not like horror as a genre in video games and
0: And it's as easy as that that, yeah it's perfectly fine fine. some people don't like horror that's totally fine yep Right. But I think we're going to wrap it up at the bottom of the hour here. we got some time to talk about our favorite. 100%. Yes. So, So actually, I'd
1: like to to share something with you that we got here on the back table. I'm
0: excited to share this.
1: This is a um, fairly recent release from Plastiboo, and it's called Vermis. Oh. Yeah, I didn't. Just got to get the piece of paper off the table here. (laughs) It's called Vermis, and what i absolutely love about this is again different forms of media for mm-hmm. the horror genre and why vermis is just so cool to me is it's a official guide for a video game that never existed
0: what if you told me this months ago i'm like what does that even right what does that mean and so not sure if this comes <laughs> up so cool
1: but yeah so you can see just all this lovely artwork that he did that it's just pixelated mm-hmm. it's low res and, I mean, it kind of has a Dark Souls vibe a little bit.
0: It really does have that feel, too.
1: But, I mean, it's just a beautiful form of media that you, if you had old video game guides in the past, mm-hmm. like, it just... That's what this is. It sends you right back. Yeah. It sends you right back, yeah. and I just absolutely love it.
0: I, I really recommend looking this up online, yep. going going to find the photos of this, because yes. this is super cool. And I'm, I'm hoping, like, I'm going to keep up to date on this. I hope some fans take it upon themselves to make this game.
1: Yeah, I, I hope so. Nice. Yes, all of you out there. I mean, it's so cool. Or at least be inspired. Be inspired. I mean, because it inspired part. me, like, mm-hmm. honestly and truly. It, it's
0: it's it beautiful. It seems like the, a huge inspiration for this episode, yep. which I am so happy about. Vermis.
1: Which flesh <laughs> is your flesh, Vic? Anywho, so uh, moving on just a little bit, uh, another phenomenal game mm-hmm. Clock Tower so Mm -hmm. this one is for the super nintendo i mentioned this or alluded to it a little bit earlier in the episode Mm -hmm. um what's really cool about this is there was also a um, a strong cinematic tie i believe the movie was called phenomena in
0: 1985. okay and 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 we should say this game came out in 1995. okay gotcha -hmm.
1: And so, um, right the the designers at I believe it was Human Entertainment were extremely inspired by this movie, sure. and they decided to make a point and click survival horror game for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And it has it hits every single element we have today. And again, it's considered one of the pioneers. Yes. To say, what can
0: we do? There's a lot of mechanics that this really revolutionized for horror games even today. Yep.
1: So um, what Mm -hmm. our protagonist is Jennifer. Mm -hmm. So she is an orphan, and she comes to this mansion in the middle of the woods. Back to mansions. Back to mansions. Mm -hmm. Look at that cliche. Isolation that works. Yep, middle of the woods. Middle of the Um, woods. Giant clock tower, which kind of makes you think. Incomplete information, right? Why is there a giant clock tower Mm -hmm. tied to this mansion? Mm -hmm. Very interesting. But uh, she is confronted by uh, the Scissorman, Who, uh, the
0: other other in this game, and it,
1: it, I want to say it's the first time I've ever seen date wise, like 1995, Mm -hmm. there would be a creature that would just pop out of literally nowhere the rafters behind the curtain, like it just comes out and he starts chasing you. It's all about chase scenes Mm because Jennifer cannot protect herself against the scissorman
0: again. Disempowerment, there are a lot of horror games where you cannot attack the monster, correct.
1: Yep, and um, actually, as uh, you continue to run with Jennifer throughout the game, it was one of the first games to introduce a sanity meter. Which, that is so interesting, because mm. this is yep. used a lot. A lot now, yeah. yeah. Again, it's a pioneer. Yeah. I recommend you take a look at it, watch mm-hmm. a walkthrough, something along those lines. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's just a, a mind blowing game. Visually, it's beautiful. Back to the cinematic ties, it actually has cutscenes mm. that are used in 16 uh, bit graphics. Yeah. But you can, they, they pick up a shattered photo off the ground. And like you can see, it's a photo of a family, yeah. and like you can make that out. And it just has these little cutscenes that just truly add and get you, just get yourself immersed in the experience. Yeah. And I absolutely love it.
0: They re- and one of the scenes I watched for this game, something as simple as there's a parrot. She mm-hmm. opens the cage, and it just starts attacking her and yep. says, "I'm gonna kill you." Yep. It's like, oh, so back to this incomplete information. Who taught the bird this? how to I know. How did you learn that? <laughs> yep. And it was like I was scared for her. It's something as simple as a. Little uh, pixel bird attacking.
1: Her. Yeah, and just moving it back again. Mm-hmm. It's a point and click adventure game. Yeah, and so like you had to click on that bird cage. You have to click on everything in this game. For those of us who have played a point and click mm-hmm. adventure, like you have to find all the items yeah. to complete the game, and that means you are immersed in the um, actual backdrop, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so like there's mm-hmm. paintings that yeah. make you question what's going on here. They yeah. just it's just a beautiful game altogether it it's a it's a prime example of survival horror especially when again pixels were the limitation yes
0: mm. and it really in being able to build such beautiful cutscenes out of mm. only pixels is fascinating correct it's fantastic and really i think and if we talk to him i'm sure this would one of the inspirations for our next series trilogy of games it's called and for horror fans have probably heard this but it's the faith the unholy trinity wonderful game yes wonderful game wonderful game and you can probably speak to this more because you brought this up but man i watched this and those cut scenes what he does he uses a limited palette, and it's like this surreal pixel yes. animation. Yes. So the player controls a priest as he attempts to complete a failed exorcism mm-hmm. and then tries to present, prevent the summoning of a demon.
1: Yes. No, it, it's a wonderful game. Um, sound. Huge, oh, huge yes. part of the game, right? Because um, you, you're talking about the limited palette. Mm-hmm. It was actually uh, inspired off of like Atari-based graphics.
0: Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. would probably be the sure. system
1: yeah. you would most closely relate it to. Um, and just the the bit broken
0: vocals oh that was the first thing i noticed yeah they don't start sound like this yes scary it is so it's very unsettling unsettling yep mortis
1: mortis no I, it's oh man it's I, I, again i think i just going to recommend to everybody watching this to pretty much pick up any of the games pick up any on, of these uh, or watch a through anything but um yeah no the uh, another really cool um Part of the game that I just enjoyed is it, it reminded me a lot of like Pokemon, where the world was based off of grids, mm. and so like you'd walk straight forward and then you'd advance to the right. next grid, mm-hmm. and so er- the scene would then load. And during some of those loading scenes in the very beginning of the game, like there's deer, there's bunnies, there's like little things that, mm-hmm. again, they're just little bits, yeah. right? Like we're talking like it's not very detailed, but like mm-hmm. you know that's a deer, you know that's a log, yeah, and you get familiar with it. And then one of the times you go into um, another um, segment of the grid. Mm-hmm something just starts chasing you. Yeah. Some of those really great sound elements come in mm-hmm. and you're like, What is this thing? Yeah. And it's just it's it's wonderful.
0: And I think this is probably a re- this is a very good example of that definition of horror of the lingering fear and the cultural fears. Yes. Because this really leans into this cultural fear of the supernatural and demons and exorcisms yep. that have we is like all over. Correct. movies. Yes. Right. So this. Right. Yeah. The conjuring, spells.
1: the nun, like all those play mm-hmm. off of all these things. The exorcism. Yeah. And the Exorcist. Yes. Right?
0: <laughs> There's all kinds of demon movies. Yep. So. Uh, yeah. Sense highly, of highly, recommend.
1: Right? Sense of isolation. Mm-hmm. You're uh, in the middle of the woods mm-hmm. all by yourself, Always right? You're, mm-hmm. you're there to do a failed exorcism. You figure out why it was failed, yep. but you're by yourself. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's a wonderful story. I think it has three parts, right? It's the mm-hmm. Unholy Trinity. Recommend you give it a look. Yes. Play it for yourself. Absolutely
0: recommend it. And I start, and they, um, the developer of the game... Sorry to not remember his name. It's all right. But he has an hour long talk about how he came to this game. And he has his three criteria that he that sticks sure.
1: to kind of going back to that Bioshock Bi- back
0: yeah. to that Bioshock. So I highly recommend watching that if you like the game and you like how games come together, sure. we'll talk I highly recommend that. But I had one game left. I want to talk about. Let's talk about it, Vic inscription. Yep. This is a, 2021 it's a roguelike deck builder and you're probably saying why are you telling me about that in a pixel horror (laughs) episode because it's a horror deck building pixel horror and it like it really nails all of the criteria correct because just a brief overview it's it involves found footage There's footage of real people yep as you this player watches the experiences of a vlogger as he stumbles across this video game called Inscription. And there are many secrets and dark secrets that are unveiled throughout the game. Yep. And it has a very crazy, very cool ending, and you feel tense. Yep. You feel scared. You feel isolated. Because you start in like this cabin and there's just a creepy guy there and he says play cards with you don't even know who he is you don't know who he is you just see his eyes right you're just stuck yep you're just stuck there and the story comes and i won't spoil too much because this is really fascinating it's fairly recent and fairly recent version of this but like they use this pixel style in conjunction with like real footage very well and you just learn these bits right so like the cards there's um there's little critters on the cards and sometimes they'll just be like hey help me save me yep And just like little bits are delivered to you, and you have this incomplete information, this tension, and back to that lingering fear. There's movies about cabins in the woods. There are right. Yeah, highly recommend. It's very weird combinations, genres, but it works. So it works. It's a again a beautiful game. It's done a wonderful job. So I think that's what we have for the games that we recommend. Correct. If there's any that you recommend, please tell us. But as we wrap up here, I had a question for you. I have an answer for you, Vic. Okay. What is a pixel horror game that you haven't tried but want to? Okay. So Uh uh,
1: I know we talked about it a bit. (laughs) I watched it happen, but uh, it's going to be Faith the Unholy Trinity. But it's actually my goal this uh, Halloween to play through all three.
0: Well, good thing it's Halloween right now.
1: Yes. Well, correct. Yes. In the
0: next couple of days. You're going to play that today tonight tonight right? tonight yes
1: yeah. not runescape you're yeah. gonna play no not gonna play runescape even though there's <laughs> probably gonna be a halloween event out sure but um no okay. i i think the the faith and
0: what do you think what do you think will separate what's the difference between watching and playing it for you
1: i think it's back to that disempowerment Mm. right because what's the difference between me watching a video game or me watching a movie sure right so when i'm finally in control yep Mm. and also there might be some of that lingering fear of i know what's around the corner Uh, and uh we'll just see what happens okay and
0: misremembering too could add to that tension yep so i i I know that was the question we had, but I also want to ask you, of course, what do you think the biggest thing, at the bottom of the hour, we talked about different forms of horror, we yep. talked about movies, we talked about 3D horror yep. books, what do you think is the key feature that sets pixel horror aside, apart from that? From the other forms of media? From the other media? forms of horror media.
1: Oh, gotcha. I, I think it's the ability for the um, individual being immersed mm. to make something out of the experience, as in like being able to make out what is in the dark by being able to say, Oh yes, that is a ladder being able to just be open to what the world is providing you and not just saying, Oh, this is just low quality. Yeah. Right. Just really just the designer did it for a reason.
0: I think that's what you have to go back to. Yep. Right. And if you listen to, I feel so bad for not remembering his name, but if you listen to his talk, every single choice that he had is, is put in there to scare someone. Sure. Like, yeah. to ha- hit this experience, yeah. right? To make you tense. Yep. So I, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. This limitation, like you said, that sums it up, has become an asset and there's yep. a choice. And for me, it's like, it's awesome. Perfect.
1: Is there a game that maybe you want to give a oh, try man. out tonight?
0: I was thinking, we don't really have time to debate this, but I, I do want to try Undertale. Oh, I've okay. Never actually, played. You've
1: it. never played. Yeah. I can only say good things about it. I okay. think that would deserve an episode all by I itself. I think
0: that might deserve an episode all by itself. So, so. Well, that wraps up our Halloween episode. Perfect. Well, this was so much fun. I know. I'm like, so glad you brought this topic. Yes. Excited to go home and decorate. We've been, we've been we talked about vampires. Yep. But we've been needing to do a big horror episode. Oh, gotcha. For a while. Okay. So well, there's
1: plenty of subject matters to continue more talking more about.
0: about. you and I were going to have to talk about Runescape soon? Yep. We're going to have to talk about Undertale. Yes. Soon. yes. absolutely so that wraps it up if you have any games that you want us to play if you say if you want to tell us what we're wrong about you don't agree with our definition let us know um and you can do that at shared discovery show at gmail.com perfect and i i really want them to right i want like when you come back i want to have just like a catch-up like yeah of course have talk about some of these listener questions with you well thank you bctv having us thank you very much appreciate it as always letting us put on this production so wonderful i think it's time to sign off i hope you have a better sign off than last time nope (laughs) oh no okay let's sign off thank you for joining us for the halloween episode episode 21 of shared discovery as we close please make sure to have fun play some games be nice to each other and chandler get immersed sign us have a good time happy halloween i love that Yeah.